0: Each episode should connect you with someone else's story, but also leave you with practical tips and advice that you can use in your own life and in your own business. Hi guys, today we're speaking with my friends Christine Jerzynski and Erica Schultz. They're two American expatriates who recently launched a women's health product here in Sydney, Australia. Christine and Erica's company,
1: Cronell, provides an all-natural, sugar-free solution for an incredibly common, yet seldomly
0: spoken about problem, urinary tract infections. I love this conversation because it solves a problem for women, but I also love the advice they give about maintaining their nine-to-fives while also growing this side gig they're both truly passionate about. We hope you enjoy this episode. And if you want to meet and learn from like-minded
1: female business owners, make sure to join our Facebook group, The Female Founders Network.
0: We're easy to find. Just type The Female Founders Network in your search box on Facebook. Christine and Erica, how are you guys today?
2: Hey, good. doing
0: well. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> so typically we start the show by asking our guests where they're calling in from however we're lucky to have the two of you in the studio yay
2: Yay. in a socially
0: distanced way everyone so don't worry we're actually all (laughs) sitting in different rooms in the same studio
1: yeah thanks COVID
0: (laughs) yeah so um, if you guys you listeners out there can't tell by the accents both Christina and Erica are also American even though we're all here in Sydney so do you guys want to talk a little a bit or tell everybody first where you're from.
3: Christine, do you want to uh, go yes. first? So I'm from Lake Tahoe, California, um, born and raised. I went to university in Switzerland and mm-hmm. I've been in Australia since 2013. Um, yeah, I came here initially just to travel for three months and I've obviously never left.
0: Oh my God, wow. <laughs> well, I'm so sad you had to grow up in such a hideous place.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what made you want to go to university in Switzerland? Um, they
3: had a really great finance program there. And I also got um, a scholarship based on my grades. And so I decided to go, um, which was sort of like a big risk. Like I just got on a plane and went like had never been there anything. I'm like, wow, okay, fair enough. Um, But yeah, it's a great place. I think it's underrated.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna embarrass you for a second. So Christine, <laughs> when I first met her and like started hanging out with her and the group of people that I met here in Sydney, you came up with like a piece of thought leadership and you published it. And I was like, Oh, I liked her before. But now I really like her. Because uh, <laughs> I was like, Oh, she's so smart. What was the piece? <laughs> I don't remember what it was. Just, um,
3: I don't remember either. I think I well, my full time role is um, I work for a hedge fund as an analyst. So um, sometimes I get invited to write stock pitches mm, for yeah. um, the Wall Street Journal, which is exciting. Um, but oh. yeah, so it might have been one of one of those. It's but. probably one of those that you shared out. But you
0: know how like when you meet someone in a social setting, you never know like what a badass they are mm. until you see like something that they publish online. And oh, then yeah. you're like, oh, wow, <laughs> that's cool. Thank you. Yeah, nice. And Erica, how about you?
2: Um, I'm from San Diego, California. Went to um, uni in the US and then came out to Australia in 2011. So I've been here nine and a half years. Um, Yeah, and I never left either. It's just such a great city. It's very similar to San Diego. So, yes, um, love it.
1: What brought you to Sydney and Australia?
2: Um, I actually came on a whim. I play volleyball. I played in college in my undergrad, and then um, I was working and living in LA after I finished my undergrad, Um, and I was just playing volleyball, and I met this girl, and she was home actually taking the California bar, and she was like, I actually live full-time in Australia, and I just was like, wow, that's so awesome. She's like, you should come. So that night, I applied for a visa. It literally came the next morning, and then That Monday, I quit my job, moved out of my apartment, and was here by the Wednesday. Wow. That is really really interesting. Very much on a whim.
0: (laughs) Back in the day where a visa would come that quickly. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it literally
2: came because it was a Friday there, and it came Saturday, and I was like, oh, that's so weird. But I guess it was Friday here, and they approved it. And back in the day also when a one-way ticket was, I think it was under $300. So, So I was like, I'll just buy it. If I don't go, I don't go.
0: Yeah. um, Oh, wow. Crazy. (laughs) So both of you guys um, obviously have been working here for quite a while. Do you want to talk about your work experience here and your career? Or do you want to start with like your young career, I guess, and then talk about how it changed when you went abroad? I'll let you go first again, Christine.
3: Um, Yeah. So when I came here in 2013, um, I knew I was on um, a working holiday visa. So I really knew I was going to struggle to get like sponsored because obviously a company didn't really know me and they would have to sponsor me. So I literally knew that I wanted to work for a hedge fund. So I went door to door with my resume, Mm. all the confidence of a 20 year old. (laughs) uh, (laughs) um, And I would just sometimes I would be interviewed on the spot. Sometimes, you know, people would like laugh me out of the office. And then um, through that process, I met one guy who introduced me to a firm called Kennedy Investments. And they are an Australian derivatives trading company. And I worked for them for about a year. And then um, I was poached by um, someone that was launching a public equity fund, and I've been with them for about seven years almost. Wow. Oh That's um, like 100 years yeah. for our generation. <laughs> <I> know. <laughs> like sometimes I get sad that I can't update my LinkedIn more frequently. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep wa- writing those Wall Street Journal pieces, girl. Yeah. It'll, it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I've been with them for a while, and that role has really progressed so I started as the first employee there and then um, subsequently we Challenger which is a large bank in Australia bought a stake in us mm-hmm. um, and now we are an investment team of four we've sort of expanded um, the investment approach and yeah it's been really interesting and I've learned a lot. Wow so you've really built the company or helped build the company. Mm. Yeah so I- it's incredible.
0: Wow that's incredible. What mm-hmm. about you Erica?
2: I'm like Christine, I can update my LinkedIn a lot more (laughs) than her. Um, So when I first moved to Australia, I was also on a work-in-holiday visa, and I worked for a company called Activision Blizzard. It's just like a gaming, I don't know if you've heard of World of Warcraft or Cold Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Things I hate. But um, I was just working a job there, and um, my year was going to expire, and I didn't want to leave so I was like, oh my gosh, how can I stay here? And then I always thought about going to law school in the U.S., um, but I wanted to stay in Australia. So I decided to apply to law school here, got into the University of Sydney, um, and I also um, – in my undergrad, I was on a full volleyball scholarship. So someone told me here, oh, you can do the same thing at Sydney. So tried out and then played volleyball there as well. Cool. Um, and then – Finished that and absolutely hated the law. So <laughs> um, randomly veered to, um, did executive search. So it's like recruitment for just the the top like CEO type level. Mm-hmm. Um, worked at a company for a few years and then got headhunted by the Commonwealth Bank um, in Australia here and did um, the executive recruitment for the Commonwealth Bank and then just recently, about a year ago, have switched into Comsec, which is the Commonwealth Bank's scaled equities business, um, and I'm running all the remediations for Comsec. So,
1: wow! Yeah. So you're both kind of in finance and like quite corporate positions, then.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> our day job. Yeah.
3: So how did you both meet? Um, mm-hmm. We actually met on a boat on Sydney Harbor. <laughs> <laughs> she the best She's like, and we were drinking
2: on a boat. There's I really typo- no. <laughs> a typical Sydney meet cute. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: it really is. There, for those of you listening from the U.S. or anywhere else, mm-hmm. there is a lot of drinking and meeting on boats that happens yeah. here. Yeah, awesome. So um, and I think that's how I met you, Christina, as well. Yeah. You might not have been on a boat, but probably like a rooftop or a boat, yeah, one of the two. Exactly.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, Both are just cool. as good as each other. Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> Both are equal. Um, cool. So you guys, I mean, what years, like, how did your friendship evolve to becoming business partners and deciding to launch your product?
2: Um,
3: I think it evolves very organically. Mm-hmm. We met on the boat. It was very much so, like, you
2: know, boat at first sight. Then, um, <laughs> Heard the American accent. She <laughs> had to be friends. She floated your boat. <laughs> <laughs> Love it.
3: And then, um, yeah, I think that must have been 20... 16? Yeah, yeah, around there. Um, and then we just sort of kept, you know, kept in touch, had the odd dinner here and there, um, hung mm. out at birthdays. I feel like I'm about to tell all like, wedding story. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and then, um, yeah, we actually came up with the concept at dinner with some friends one night. Mm. And I think it really was born out of the frustration um, that many women go through of getting UTIs. And then um, the rest is history.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so so take us back to that dinner night then and that discussion. So you started to talk about that women getting UTIs. Like were you recommending products to each other that didn't exist here (laughs) or how did that all come about?
2: It, it wasn't so much that we were um, just having a random conversation about UTIs. Yeah, this might be a little bit TMI. Yeah, but. yeah it's TMI. Uh, yeah, we got one, and then it was just like, gosh, why can't you find – like, why can't well, we get anything, and – yeah, like, I mean I,
0: UTIs are such a huge problem. That's the thing, though, is that, and I think that's that's where the question came from. Is like some people like they don't talk about these things, and they're certainly, but it's it's like a hush conversation, like you have with your friends. Like, dude, I have a really bad UTI. Exactly, <laughs> and I can't get
3: anything <laughs> that yeah. will work for it. It sucks. And like I think I was I was venting to Erica. This might be TMI, but like I had a UTI, <laughs> yeah, and I was in the office. I went downstairs to like buy. A liter of ocean sprays, that's all you can buy. Mm-hmm. And remember, I got in the elevator and my boss was like, Oh, you must love cranberry juice. I was like, Yeah, I love it. And <laughs> and
0: boss, like you in your suit, like, oh, yeah. I really like cranberry
3: juice. <laughs> like hugging this liter of cranberry juice. <laughs> Nothing's nothing to see here.
1: You were hugging the ocean spray before <laughs> yeah. it was cool on TikTok. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was first.
3: <laughs> she started the trend. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, okay, so all openly, I don't, you know, I don't care about TMI. I've gotten UTI's. My entire life. And mm. so many women get UTIs. And there are some women who get UTIs like literally every single time they have sexual intercourse. Mm. I mean, yeah. there's some women who are like on antibiotics preventatively, which we know that can do all kinds of things to your body. So it's a huge problem. And it's a problem that people don't talk about.
2: Yeah. It, like
0: many female problems.
2: Exactly. And uh, like just building off of that, um, that's also something that men don't know. So like Christine's boss asked her, Oh, you must really like cranberry juice. And it's like any woman would have known. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the man was just like, Oh, yeah, you must like
0: that. <laughs> yeah. We would like, if it were one of us, we would have been like, Girl, I've got some ASIO relief yeah. tablets in my drawer. Do
3: you need
2: them? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And it's so yeah. interesting.
3: Like every time you say to a woman, like, all of you it's like they just know. Uh-huh. Whereas our experience of, like, for example, we pitched at Fish Furners in mm-hmm. Sydney and, um, It's amazing. Like it was mostly men that we were pitching to, and it was like um, a room of a hundred people. This is pre-COVID. Yeah, and. The men were coming up to the booth initially like, oh, wait, like, why would you drink cranberry juice? Like, what is, what is a UTI? And one guy was like, my girlfriend's never had a UTI. I was and like, you're like, you okay. don't <laughs> And one person was like, I thought you could only get UTI from having sex in a swamp. We're like, um. Real, wow. okay. Real wait, quote. Okay. Wait, was this a guy? <laughs> yes. This
2: is a guy. <laughs> oh, my God. Why would you ever have sex in a swamp the first like, And so where are the what? swamps in Sydney? <laughs>
0: <laughs> what? Are you from Darwin?
2: Like, what's wrong with you? Exactly.
1: <laughs> Amazing. okay so then obviously we've got the problem and
0: then
3: we're having girl chat about the
0: UTI and then what happened
3: (laughs) (laughs) um I think Erica called me the next day and was like let's explore starting a business I was like oh all right let's do it
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah and from there it was really just like yeah Christine was Kane, I was Kane, and um from there it was just all about the research and through that, we just found out so much. Like, we actually didn't know how many women actually got UTIs. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that was just, like, a really big exploration phase.
3: Mm-hmm. And I think, like, we did a survey, um, like, across friends and shared across Instagram and Facebook. And, like, 60% of women said they got you like, they have gotten UTIs. And then, like, mm-hmm. 95% said that they knew that cranberry could be, like, an elixir for it. Or mm-hmm. like, you know, it's amazing that women... Like the market is already informed about the solution, yeah, but the solution isn't there. Yeah, yeah that's
1: so interesting. So, what yeah. is it about cranberries that's so great at healing the, <laughs> <laughs> the wonder drug? Yeah, the wonder drug. So the urethra, can- right? Yeah. Is it yeah. called a urethra
0: on us too? Yeah, it is on dudes. Yeah,
3: yeah your where, urinary tract. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, that's where the infection forms, correct?
3: Yeah. yeah, so cranberries are very anti-adhesive of bacteria and that affects in your urinary tract. It's also throughout your whole body, mm-hmm. so it's good for your heart, good for your teeth, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's Largely because of a um, the active ingredient in cranberries called proanthocyanids, mm-hmm. which uh, yeah. took me a long time to learn how to pronounce that. Yeah. So I'm really that's proud. taken a while and She just did that. I'm <laughs> like, yes. Get it. Say it again. <laughs> yes. Proanthocyanids. There you All go. Right. Good job. Good job. Um, but yeah, and so I think for us, like, really understanding the science behind it, and like, is it is it an effective elixir or is it an old wives' tale, was something that we wanted to really prove. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and as Erica said, a lot of research went into finding out those answers and finding the best solution. Mm. Beautiful. So how did
0: you, like, who did you recruit or consult or whatever while you were doing this research?
3: We did a lot of cold calls to yeah. <laughs> a lot of labs in the U.S., a lot of cranberry businesses, a lot of doctors, like, mm. and we just try to speak to as many people as possible. And yeah. one thing that was really important to us in sourcing our our product and the raw materials was really having the academic research to back that it works. Uh-huh. Um, and so the cranberries that we source are all like clinically proven to help anti-adhesion of bacteria, of the body, mm. uh, which basically means it'll flush it out of your urinary tract. Yep. Is the <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, totally. Because, um, Obviously, through the research, we were also doing case studies on different companies just to see how, you know, how to do this. Mm. Um, and there was a study of um, another product that is not related to this at all. But they were just saying that, you know, they were promoted as, you know, this big health company. Mm. Um, and they were all natural and pure ingredients. And then they got pretty big, I think, in the U.S. And someone did a test on it and found out it was full of lead, actually. Oh my and God. they didn't have any medical backing. They That's just what they're um, manufacturer told them. So after reading that, it like scared me. So it wow. was it was huge for us to make sure that you know our product has the science, it has the trials, um, it does work. Because first and foremost, we wanted it to work for us selfishly, yeah. right. and then if it worked for us, then it could help other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think our main focus was like does this work?
0: Yeah. yeah, right. Like, please, universe, just send us something that works yeah, to combat exactly. this. And then we'll, like, help other women get exactly. it. Yeah, yeah, I totally hear you. Um, So with your market research, so basically, you know, in the U.S., there are prob um, a lot of solutions to this. are not all the best for you, but you happen to be in Australia, right, where it's really hard to get U.S. products. Um, so you had that advantage, but what other market research did you do? Um, well,
3: paired with the fact that you actually can't legally grow cranberries in Australia. Oh um, great. Use, <laughs> I know we already we're we're ran into so many start. hurdles already. We're like, oh great yeah. they're illegal.
2: We also know very <laughs> random facts about cranberries.
3: <laughs> I want to hear them. I wait, know.
2: Yeah, give us one more. Know, I mean, that's just one like it you know it's illegal to grow in Australia. Why? And that is,
1: it's like growing weed. Because <laughs> it's, it's not a native fruit.
2: It, it, the water restrictions. Oh, it takes too much water. It takes a lot of water. Yeah. Because
3: cranberries grow in those large bogs and it just in australia he's like no <laughs> <laughs> We're like, this business idea is off to a really good yeah.
0: start <laughs> <laughs> ah, cranberry bro- bogs are beautiful actually have you guys seen one have you I been
1: to i had no idea that cranberries yeah. grew in bogs, like, yeah. <laughs> bogs they're
2: harvested no. there yeah. yeah um yeah they're actually really beautiful um yeah obviously we can't travel too much at the moment but um our farmers send us all the pictures Aww. it's Beautiful. They're,
3: and they're very robust fruits. They are initially mm. sort of evolved of growing from the water in between icebergs. And so that's why they can oh, be wow. now grown in bogs. Um, but yeah, so they survived amongst icebergs. And I hope that means they can cure UTIs. But
0: <laughs> So, I mean, women probably were eating these when we were like tribal, yeah. right? Like Totally. <laughs> yeah, <exactly.
1: laughs> so Power where food. are your cranberries from then?
3: So they're all sourced from North America. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, Yeah. Bottled in Australia, mm-hmm. um, yeah. But I guess the the biggest point that we were looking for, because obviously you can buy, you know, cranberries from China, cranberries from. But we really wanted one cranberries that we knew where they were coming from, okay. and two, all of our cranberry bogs are um, they re, they use all of the water, so there's no mm. water waste. And we also use the full cranberries, so like seeds, skin, and juice, yes. whereas Ocean Spray, I mean, what they do use of cranberries, just the juice. Mm-hmm.
2: Gotcha. So we were going for for this whole sustainable aspect of it yeah. um, with recycling the water, using the whole fruit that eliminates all the waste that you would get in a, when they just use the juice of the fruit.
0: Yeah. Huh. Are there vitamins that are naturally found in cranberries?
3: Yeah, so cranberries have more antioxidants than most fruit and veggies. Wow! Um, and yeah, that includes like really effective polyphenols, which help like your heart health, your oral health, mm-hmm. and also um, they're stacked with vitamin C, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. great.
1: <laughs> I thought they had vitamin C. That's what I was
2: asking. <laughs>
3: yeah, was like, yeah, tons. so good.
1: And then cranella is actually like it's it's a shot of cranberry. The product, yeah,
0: yeah,
2: correct, yeah. yeah.
1: So, what made you want to do a shot in the in the glass vial? Um, um,
2: so our like yeah, so our cranberries, um, our juice has no added sugar. It's just cranberries and water. Mm-hmm. Um, we did that because what a UTI is is actually bacteria growing in your bladder lining on your bladder wall, and it attaches. Um, E. coli, it's E. coli, Mm -hmm. Um, and E. coli feeds off of sugar. So Mm -hmm. if we put all this sweetener in the juice, um, which people like to drink, like Ocean Spray, it's super sweet. People love drinking it, Um, but that sugar in the juice is actually feeding the bacteria. So, the bacteria, the UTI is actually getting worse from that Mm -hmm. um, because it's just growing off of that. Um, And cranberries are quite tart. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. uh, without the sugar. So, we just wanted a quick shot that you could take. It does the job. um, And so, that's why we chose the smaller bile shot
0: what's interesting too is it's really trendy right now to do like health shots mm. so it's really nice that you guys like kind of jumped on this trend for uti specifically mm. because it's like you've you see i mean you know you go to a gym and in, in any like urban area and you see like oh recover shot and it's got like turmeric and ginger or whatever mm. so you're basically like capitalizing on that trend as well
3: yeah and i think um i mean just for some quick facts like liquid is absorbed into your body 30 times faster than tablets Mm -hmm. and it retains two times the nutrients and so I think like the way we thought about it as well is like you know the tablets are great Um, one shot of ours is equivalent to 10 cranberry tablets Mm -hmm. or 60 liters of ocean spray so it's like you know they pack a punch Wow. Wow. Um, and I mean they they are tart like (laughs) (laughs) like one thing we tell people is to send us their tart face because it's like you drink it and you're like whoa that is cranberry
0: (laughs) oh I love Love that. That's such a good user generated content campaign as yeah. well. Give us your tart
3: face. <laughs> yeah. So, and we okay. just own it. We're like, we know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is what it was. So, like. when
1: you were, so you, obviously you mentioned that one of the challenges you had was that cranberries are not legally grown in Australia and you had to find an, a supplier in the US. What other things did you come up against um, while you were doing the product development and how did you kind of overcome those challenges? Christine, do you want to?
3: Um, yeah, I think really having the data and the science to back it, um, because it's really sort of having the the confidence, the data, everything so that people believe you. Mm -hmm. Um, because that's one of the biggest pushbacks we have from people. It's like, does this actually work? Um, and I think, I mean, one of my most favorite things is when people write to us, um, the nice comments, um, and they're like, this actually works for me. Like I've never found a product that's helped flush out bacteria, yada, yada. And like, for us, it was giving people the confidence to buy and that like we were honest. And Mm -hmm. I think the branding behind that as well for us is like, yeah, it's like Tart Face. It's like we know that this doesn't have sugar in it. Like we own that and we want it to be pure. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that's probably one of the biggest pushbacks we have is like, what is the science behind this? Yeah. Um, Because as Natalie was talking about before, like one in five women are resistant to antibiotics, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, not great for society. No. And, antibiotics are only effective if you're given the right dosage and it's the same way for natural products like if you're drinking ocean spray and it has like three cranberries in it then it's not gonna be that effective yeah um and i think we just really that's the whole point behind our messaging is like this is effective there's clinical trials that you know prove that the the presence of e coli in human urine is nine times less after drinking these cranberries Mm -hmm. beautiful Um, yeah
0: yeah I think so okay so you you have this beautiful product right you obviously have like a need a massive need and you have you know thought through all of the details how did you bring the product to market <laughs>
2: That's an interesting story. <laughs> um, so when the, it, this was last year, when we were gonna bring it to the market, we were thinking to go in places that women were so Pilates studios, yoga yep. studios, yep. beautiful boutiques. Um, it is quite um, a beautiful rooms. product. Yeah, orders. And so we thought, oh my god, this is the perfect place. I for love it. that.
0: I loved that interjection. <laughs> yeah. Pilates going. studios, boardrooms. <laughs> board,
2: <yeah>. mm. <laughs> oh God, I totally <laughs> missed that. That's amazing. <laughs> of course, boardrooms. executive offices. Yes, <laughs> um, Board of um, office. Yeah. <laughs> and then, as everyone knows, last year COVID hit. Yeah. So that completely flipped everything on its head, and we're like, okay, well, we have to learn how to build a website. Yeah. So um, our whole plan flipped, um, and we had to learn how to become an e-commerce business. Yeah. Uh, learning about marketing, advertising how to make an online store, how to Mm. ship it to customers, um, all the logistics and operations behind that. Um, uh, So we've kind of just made it up as we've gone and, you know, just given it our best shot and here we are. Yeah,
1: that's awesome. Spoken like a true entrepreneur. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So... um, are you using, like, Google ads or, like, Facebook ads? Or is it hard to try and advertise to people for yeah, UTIs? What, like, that must be yeah. a bit of a challenge with some kind of, I don't know, like, ad What's, restrictions on what you can advertise for.
3: Yeah. Yeah, so we've largely been Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, which mm-hmm. has been the most effective. Um, but actually, more than half is starting to come from um, just organic Google searches, which is amazing. Yeah, brilliant. So um, good. And... So, yeah, I mean, that's been really effective because I think I think one thing we underestimated about e-commerce before we started is, like, you can tell a whole story. Like, if someone sees your ad, then they can go to your Instagram and they can kind of see the imagery, what you're trying to say, um, which is a narrative that you can have a lot more than if you're in a store. Mm-hmm. Like if someone sees your product on the shelf, they're like, oh, that looks cool, but I don't know it. Yeah. They move on. Um, and I think... Yeah, Instagram and Facebook have been incredibly powerful just in spreading the word. People share posts. They, you know, try to be a good mix between informative and not taboo, I guess.
2: Yeah. And it's been a real benefit in our favor because when people have questions, for example, on Instagram and on Facebook or if they email us, we can actually educate them Mm -hmm. and they can ask us questions and we can respond to them right away get to them, you know, when you're in a, a startup, you're everything, your customer service, your operations. Mm-hmm. So we can respond to them, like, but as Christine was saying, if it was in a sh- on on the shelf, they would just see it and they might pass by, they might know what it is, might not know what it is. But with us, us being able, with the e-commerce, we're really able to talk to the customer, mm-hmm. um, which has been amazing.
0: Yeah. I love your brand as well. You have a really beautiful brand, and I love this, like, subtle undertone of women empowerment like you've got like i'm just want to read this out for everybody listening you've got a tweet that you guys like reposted on instagram back in december and it says always ask yourself is this person worth disrupting my vaginal ph for?" (laughs) yes that's amazing like i love it i love how it's like subtle and um, you know just really positive Mm. it's really beautiful did you guys do the like create the brand yourself or did you consult with friends or did you hire someone
2: no, we're actually doing it all of our all ourselves at the moment. Um, we're actually loving it. This is yeah. I think it's like with me and Christine, you know, we, we're two women who are successful in what we do and we love that. And, you know, talking to Christine, I feed off of her. I think she feeds off of me and we love, you know, the woman girl power and the energy and I think that's, you know, what other women want to hear as well. And so we're just trying to do what we would like.
0: Mm. Yeah. How did you name it Crenell?
3: <laughs> um, I think we just wanted the cran in mm. it and then it just sort of developed over time and then I mean we've learned over time that people keep pronouncing it cranal and so we know, <laughs> we're going to know we've made it when we meet a new person and they pronounce it correctly so yeah.
0: <laughs> you should just get on like a, a story live or something like that like on Instagram <laughs> or Facebook and yeah. just over and over just be like oh so our product Cranel <laughs> just over and just over just brainwashing yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they can't stop saying it the right way
1: what are your goals for 2021 are you hoping to also break into
3: the U.S. market at some point? Or are you staying local? What's the the vision? Yeah, so the plan is to launch in the U.S. this year. Um, and, yeah, we're we're lucky because we get a lot of encouragement over Instagram and Facebook of people DMing us, like, when can I buy this in America? Yeah. Um, and I think we are really excited to explore the U.S. because it's much more vast than Australia. But mm-hmm. to be honest, launching in Australia has been really Amazing as well because, one, for logistics, like, it's very concentrated in Sydney, the big cities, um, and it's also English-speaking, so it can transfer well over to the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that's that's the main objective, and then yeah. also take over the world. But I, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I was about to ask, are there any other, like, um, female-specific problems that you guys would like to tackle next?
2: Um not that we have in mind at the moment. I think we just want to get this one so right and yeah. so yeah. perfect first and make sure we actually absolutely you know kill this product and do amazing things with it and then I think once we feel like we've reached that then then we we definitely look to other other products. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I was just looking at like all of your branding and everything that you guys have accomplished, like with just the two of you, and I'm like, oh, there could be a whole line, like <laughs> solve UTIs now, but then like maybe it's wrinkles tomorrow. I mean, <laughs> who knows?
3: And I think there's such there's such a big market for that pure, no sugar, no preservatives mm-hmm. market. And like I know for myself, when I walk into a store and you read the back of a label, and you're like, I have no idea what's even in this. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so you guys, okay, so is there any advice that you would give um, people who are working a day job? I mean, you're basically doing everything. Also, Christine got engaged, everybody.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Yay. It's all happening.
0: So I don't know if you're planning wedding or not, but that's, that's big. Um, but, you know, you guys are working a, a very high-pressure day jobs. You're launching this product. I mean— I'm sure you got other stuff going on. Mm. So what advice would you give for women who have high-pressure jobs and are wanting to launch a product or a side business? Um,
2: I would say, um, and we've heard this from other friends as well, is just pick something and go for it. Um, You know, when we started this— we just, like, can't believe from then to where we are now. Mm-hmm. We started by meeting up once a week, and then it just became more and more frequent. And every day we'd be sending each other articles, and this is probably the research phase. And we're like, oh, look at this study. Oh, check out this study. And it just became something that we were just so interested in, Um and it and now we're sitting here doing this podcast which is awesome yeah but I mean it, it literally we started with just baby steps you just have to go for it like yeah. you're gonna the time is gonna pass anyways so yes. you may as well just try and do something as well on the side because I mean if you would have told us where we are today we'd be like wow that is so insane yeah. um, but it was just because we just did these little baby steps and you know every week we'd give ourselves let's just finish these three small tasks and it was th- and then that was it and then over time it was just building into to these massive, massive milestones that we were doing, mm. um, and, you know, the time passed anyways, and here we are now with this awesome product, I
1: think. <laughs> That's so cool. I absolutely love that saying, the, the time time's going to go by anyway. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. And I, th- I think for me, it's like having someone to keep you accountable, which I'm really lucky to have mm. Erica, because she's equally passionate, but, like, even if it's, even if it's, like, an online community that people keep you accountable for doing what you're doing, um, it's just keeping yourself around that mentality of like yep yeah, I can make this happen um, I think is so so important because you know if everyone wants to finish their work and their life's purpose at 5 p.m but that's just not the case when you want to have a side hustle and it's like you need that inspiration to keep pushing yourself mm-hmm. yeah
0: um, do you feel like it makes you better in your day job to have something that's your own kind of at night that you're working on like it changes your mindset
3: I think it does, because I think it's really empowering to yourself to know that you can take yourself to a different, you know, point in your life. And right now, Erica and I joke that, like, we literally are like, you know, we'll be social media managers and then we'll be logistics (laughs) managers. And it's like, and, you know, you, you start you start to chip away at any doubt that you have in yourself for not being able to do anything mm. and I think that's so important and in your day job sometimes you can be like in such a specific role that you're like oh I can't do anything outside this role because I'm not paid to yeah. whereas when you're you know side hustling it's like you'll do anything because you have to because no one else will do it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly
0: there's no delegating it to the intern yeah. you, gotta, you gotta just do it
2: what's an intern? <laughs> <laughs> hmm
0: Fine. Well, so lovely to hear your story. It is incredible. We're really honored to have you guys on the show and have you join us today in the studio. Yeah, absolutely. Um,
1: Where can people find you if they they want to get a hold of Cornell?
3: Yeah. Um, So they can go to au. Easy. Or Instagram at Cornell Official. Yeah.
2: Because Cornell was taken. But. Yeah. <laughs> which we're well, still working who on. Who took like... Cornell?
3: <laughs> a woman in um, Knoxville, Tennessee, actually. Yeah. yeah. Aww, <laughs> so
0: if you want to give it up and you're listening, <laughs> we're here. We'll just send her the podcast, which yeah. is why we send her a link and be like, hey, not to bug you. but oh, <laughs> how good. All right. Well, we wish you guys all the best. And, of course, we'll be in touch. Um, and, yeah. Thanks so much for having us. It's yes, been thank so you. fun.
2: Thank, thank you. Thank you
0: so much. Bye. Bye. This podcast was brought to
1: you by Invoice2Go. We're an invoicing and billing app that helps business owners work and get paid from anywhere, at any location around the globe. And we're helping close the gender-based pay gap. Because the current US gender-based pay gap sits at around 19%, listeners of the Female Founders Network podcast will get exactly 19% off of any subscription. Just use the code EMPOWERWOMEN at checkout.